Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. You're like feeling the summer. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, it's a good day. It's sunny out, a little humid, but that's okay. Um, excited to share with you. Happy Father's Day for all of the fathers in the room, online. Great that you're joining us. Okay, so many, 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 many years ago, I was in a meeting with my boss. And it was that part of the meeting where he began to tell me all the things that I was doing wrong. You ever been in one of those meetings? This was one of those meetings, yes. And he began to share how I had dishonored the company's leader and that I was actually pretty stubborn and that if I didn't actually change some things, that I was going to be let go. So, you know, as he's speaking... My whole body starts to get really, really hot. This ever happened to you? My heart starts beating. I start to sweat. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, he doesn't know the context. He doesn't know these situations. How, how dare he? And I was starting to get really, really mad about it. And I was about to let my boss know how wrong he was. And I felt this wave of God's presence all over my body. I was like, what, what's happening? And I felt like God said, don't defend yourself. I was like, what? This is ridiculous. Come on. And I, and I hear him again. Just listen. Don't defend yourself. I was like, Lord. I, I start to argue with God. Like, you ever argue with God in your head? You know, just like, no. All the while, you know, he's given me all this feedback. I'm arguing with God. But somehow, I kept it in, and I just listened. I just listened, and I felt the Lord say, now I want you to thank him for the feedback and say that you're going to work on it. And I'm like, you know, that kind of say you're just like, oh, thank you so much for the feedback you're giving me, right? No, I actually didn't do that. Somehow, I did it with sincerity. I said, you know, thank you so much for the feedback. I'm, I'm going to really work on this. And I walked out. And then I had a conversation with God. I'm like, God... This is really not fair. How, how could you let that happen? And I sensed him say, you know, you may have some of the details right, but your heart is not in the right place. And I was like, oh, this is one of those talks. And he went on to say, you know, you actually are being stubborn, and you've let your heart become hardened. And I can't help you if you can't receive from the people that I place in your life. I was like, yep, she knows, see, amen. <laughs> it was hard to hear, but it was, it was actually a pretty powerful moment. And uh, I knew Jesus was right. And something actually broke open in my heart that day. When was the last time you found yourself in that situation? You know, when someone is trying to share with you and you are sure that you are right and they are wrong, right? <laughs> Maybe it's your friend, your boss, Maybe it's your spouse, 
Now, I'm pretty sure I, I saw a few people just get elbowed right there. Did that, that, that may be you. You know, maybe it is stubbornness or you have intense anxiety or worry. You know, I read this statistic of this study that said 65% of employees actually want feedback, which I thought was kind of high. But then it went on to say that most of them are afraid to ask for it. It's like we want to receive, but, you know, we can't really bring ourselves to do it. See, God wants to mold us and shape us. He wants to sharpen us. Like, he wants us to live an abundant life with, with lots of purpose. And many times, he actually uses people to do it. But if our heart is not in the right place, it falls flat. We've been in a series called Fresh. And we're actually looking at different aspects of our faith, and we're asking the Lord to, to refresh those areas in our life. And so today I actually want to talk about the fresh heart. You see, Jesus is doing something really new and fresh, especially in this church. If you've been here the last few weeks, you know something is really happening. Like there's a fresh wave, and I believe that it actually starts with our hearts. So I, I want us to do something. Would you just put your hand on your heart? You know, those of you uh, driving or online, don't do that. Just keep your hands on the wheel. That's fine if you're listening later. But Lord, I just thank you for our hearts. We invite you to speak this morning. We just say, yes, Lord. We thank you that you're going to open our hearts in such a way that it transforms us. I thank you that you start here. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, the teacher, the guide, the comforter, all of who you are, we're saying yes this morning. We receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the condition of our heart is extremely important to God. It's so important that he gave us a new one, a new heart. That's what we're stewarding. Listen to this prophecy from the Old Testament. Now, there's several, actually, that say this very thing, but I'm going to choose the Ezekiel one. He says, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. You see, who Ezekiel is talking about is actually us. That when we said yes to Jesus, he actually gave you a new heart, a brand new heart, a fresh heart. Listen to what Paul says. He says, if anyone is a new creation, if anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Now, notice the tense there. That's past tense. It has come. It's, it's already there. Like Jesus' finished work on the cross actually gave you a new and a fresh heart, one that's moldable, one that's pliable. So why doesn't it always feel that way? If my heart is new, then why was I having that issue? Why was my heart being hardened all those years ago? Listen to how Jesus describes the heart. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. It's out of the overflow. Like, Anyone ever put their foot in their mouth or maybe wish they would have after something they just said? Some of you are like, yep, just did it today, you know? See, what's in there eventually will overflow out the good stuff and the bad stuff. 
You know, you ever feel like, wow, I have really matured in Christ. Like, man, I'm growing, I'm strong. And then you go spend some time with your family. And all of a sudden, you start saying things and doing things that you did years and years ago. And you're like, what is happening to me? Why did I just say that? That's how I always used to act. It's like my old self. See, what's in there is going to overflow out. So what is happening? Where's the new heart? I want to share a sort of vision with you that, that Jesus has given me over this last year. It's kind of an intense daydream. You ever daydream and kind of get lost in it? Lost in a daydream? Well, it was kind of that. I think that's called a vision. And Jesus was speaking to me about our hearts. So I saw this little bush, and it looked fine as I was like approaching it. But then as I got a little closer, I saw that some of the parts were like um, kind of dry and I don't know, just not doing so well, like kind of wilting. And then as I got closer, I, I was drawn back down to the soil. And as I looked at the soil, I kind of saw uh, some of it was like hard, like brick. And then there's some rocks. And, and then some of it had like weeds. And then, and then there was this nice, rich, and, and moist soil. Moist. It was so moist. Don't you love that word moist? <laughs> Most of you don't. Like, would you please not say moist again? Okay, that's the last time. Okay, so I'm looking at this. So Jesus is reminding me of this. And then he's like, now I want you to look up. So I, I look up in this vision, and I see this vast field of bushes, just everywhere that the eye could see. And I, I see some of them are really thriving. There's fruit on them, and they're just beautiful and green. And some of them are, are not doing so well. And they're kind of drooping and, and drying up. And then some of them, it's just like bare ground. There's like nothing there. And I sense Jesus say that this is the state of the hearts of my people. And right away, Jesus brings me to one of his famous stories, the parable of the sower. Some of you may, may recognize the parable of the sower. It's, it starts with a farmer goes out to plant some seeds. Now, this farmer is so generous with the seeds, he just kind of throws them everywhere. And some of the seeds, they fall on the hard path, the, the beaten soil, and, and, and the, the seeds can't actually take root. And so the birds come and kind of snatch them away. So that's the first. And then the second one falls on the rocky soil, right? And it says it kind of sprouts up, but then the sun comes down and beats on it, and it kind of wilts, and it just cannot stay alive because there's not enough moisture. There's that word again. Mm. The third one falls on the weeds, and it tries to sprout up, but it kind of gets choked out because there's no room for it, right? And so it doesn't grow. But the fourth soil that all of those seeds fall on is the rich and fertile soil. Now this is totally different. It starts to grow and produce fruit. So much fruit that it reproduces itself 30, 60, 100 fold. So Jesus is showing me these four soils, and he says, okay, so these are the different states that we all can find our new heart in. And when we try to receive from the Lord, we try to receive his promises, we try to receive, looking for my notes, hold on one second. I have no idea where I'm at. Mm. Should have highlighted this part. 
oh my goodness, where am I? <laughs> oh boy. It's okay. Oh, there it is. Okay, just getting myself back on track. I'm just like, woo, the Lord is here. Okay. Okay, these soils represent the, the state of our new hearts, right? And our ability, our ability to receive his promises, his correction, his transformation can actually get quenched by these. Listen to what he says in Proverbs. Keep in guard your heart with all vig- vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. See, out of your hearts flow the springs of life. And he says, above all that you guard. See, our hearts are really important to God because it's through our new heart that he molds and shapes us to who we really are. So when was the last time someone said something to you and it really hurt your heart? Some of you are like, uh, this morning. <laughs> maybe it made you pull away. Maybe it made you pull, pull up, put up a wall. Maybe, maybe this has happened over and over again. And you figure, oh, I'm just not going to let anybody else in, right? Like, then they, then they can't hurt me. But we don't realize what we're doing by putting up that wall, trying to protect us. We're actually hurting ourselves. And it quenches the life that is supposed to flow out the springs of life. And so here's what I sense Jesus saying about this. He said, the way that you guard your heart is you let me garden your heart. Let me garden your heart. How many gardeners do we have in the room? Anyone doing any gardening during this? Okay, come on, gardeners. Anyone uh, uh, online, put put a little plant emoji or something on there to kind of say you gardened. Okay, so when I was first married, uh, my wife and my wife Katie and I, we decided we wanted to garden, right? We were newlyweds and, you know, really zealous uh, to do all the things. And, well, we lived in Urbana. Doesn't everybody in Urbana garden? I mean, yeah, see, see, we got some Urbanites in here. Like, my neighbor's whole yard was a garden. I was like, oh, I, I guess we're supposed to garden. So, anyway, we rented a tiller, and uh, we removed the grass. It was actually the best grass in our whole yard, but we removed it, you know, it's going to be great. Tilled the soil. We made the little lines. We planted things. We, we watered it daily. And we were just so excited when these first sprouts came up. There's a picture of the first sprouts. We we're like, yes, we're gardening. This is so good. Well, then life happens. And I'm working full time. Katie is pregnant at the time. And she gets this crazy morning sickness that becomes a daily sickness. And she's like in bed for day, like day, like weeks, actually. She just couldn't get over it. And so then one day, I go, I'm going to go out and check my garden. I'm like, well, I wonder what's going on. And then I saw this. (laughs) Whew, yeah, let's just say most of those things we did not plant. And so we decided that day, you know what? We're going to stop gardening and just keep making children. So there's my awesome family. (laughs) I have four... Four amazing children, and yeah, fun times. You see, gardening your new heart is not just a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. You're never really done. See, Jesus is always gardening. He's 
tilling the soil of your, of your heart. He's like pulling out weeds. He's fertilizing. He's watering. He's growing up because he wants you to thrive. This is how you thrive because there's springs of life in there that need to, to flow out. So this is how we steward the fresh heart. We let Jesus garden. So I want to read the rest of this parable in a more maybe prophetic way, speaking to each of us, because uh, Jesus actually takes his disciples aside in this, and he explains the parable. He rarely does this, but this one, he explains it. In fact, in the, the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says this parable is the one that explains them all. This is like the most important parable because it's a parable about the heart. Luke 8. Later, his disciples came to him privately to ask him what deeper meaning they could find in this parable. Okay, just an aside here. We have to remember this is a relationship. Do you know we steward our new hearts with him? It's actually a partnership. Are we giving him time? That's a simple question, but if we give him time, he'll take us aside, he'll give us deeper meaning, he'll give us understanding of what's going on, he'll give us patience, he gives us so much. So he says this, you have, been, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. Take note that we have been given this, but to those without a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. And even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. Here, then, is the deeper meaning to my parable. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. I want to explain this word here. You know, this is not just the written word. It's actually the living word. That the word of God is actually alive and active. Uh, the word actually, it's logos. It's a Greek word. It means logos. It means uttered by a living voice. Wow. See, are we putting ourselves in a place to receive his word? This is, this is really important. Are we spending enough time daily in his written word so that he can speak his living word? This is going to change everything in your life. This is how we begin stewarding the fresh heart. Because it's his living word that is sown in our heart. So he moves on. He says, the hard pathway represents the hard hearts of men who hear the word of God, but the slander quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. This is where I was at with my boss. I had let my new heart become hard. And it was like all about what they were doing to me and nothing about what I was doing. And I, it was keeping me from experiencing salvation. Now, you might be thinking, what are, what are you talking about? This, you, you're not going to go to heaven? No. It, it's, see, the word salvation, it's the Greek word sozo. Some of you have heard that word. It, it's so much more profound than just to save. It means to save, but it also means to keep safe and sound rescue from danger or destruction. Listen to this, to make well, heal, restore health. I mean, that sounds like a lot more than a ticket to heaven, right? It sounds like getting heaven into us. See, I was being held back because of my hardened heart. 
See, I'll just be real. I think this is where some of us are at. We've let our hearts become hard. You know, maybe you've been hurt by God. Maybe you've been disappointed by others, and it's kind of made you close off. Like, it's a little hard. And, you know, this season is crazy. I know we talk a lot about this season, but this is a season. Isn't it a season? And I'm just saying, if you want to be upset about something, there's a lot to pick from. (laughs) Government, church, education system, racial injustice, support the police, do not support the police. And I found myself like digging in the news and reading all this and I start to go, I can't believe that's happening and I can't believe this person did this and all this injustice everywhere. And I found myself uh, just hardening about it and judging and I had to shut it off because I realized my heart was hardening toward people that Jesus loves. Now, I'm not saying he condones everything they're doing, but he loves them. He died for them and he wants them free. And we got to get, we had to get aligned there. Fathers in the room, it's Father's Day. Men in particular, I want to talk to you for a second because somehow, I don't know why this is, somehow we are a little more prone to hardening our hearts. You could say we are set in our ways, <laughs> stubborn, more confrontational. I, I think I heard a few ladies say, Amen right? We can let our new hearts become so hard, we can think we are so right that we actually miss what it means to speak the words and do the works of Jesus. So there's an invitation here. Put this thing down. You know, as a fellow stubborn person, hi, my name is Daniel, and I used to be a stubborn person. I I mean, I know what it's like to have deep convictions about something. I've had to work a lot to keep my heart teachable, but there's an invitation here because we have to remember what Jesus has done for you. This is for all of us, that he actually gave us a new heart, that he removed this stony, stubborn heart, and he gave us a heart of flesh, a new heart, a fresh heart to steward. So for some of us, that means we gotta maybe let that person in. You know that one that God put in your life? I know, they are crazy, they drive you crazy, but it's probably actually the Lord working there. You know, may we be, uh, be a people that so in the word, so in the word, there's so much word in our hearts that even if the enemy does snatch a few out, there's no way he can get all of them, right? Let him guard in your heart. He's inviting you to guard it. He moves on. He says, the seed falling on the gravel represents Those who initially respond to the word with joy. But soon afterward, when a season of harassment of the enemy and difficulty come to them, they wither and fall away. They have no root in the truth, and their faith is temporary. See, I want to just share a reality here, and we can't sugarcoat this. There is an enemy on the field, and he's throwing lots of rocks. Big rocks. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was like four years old, my brother was throwing rocks. I don't know why they were throwing rocks at each other, but you know, with the kids down the street. And I'm just sitting there like, look at these rocks. And all of a sudden, a rock just kind of hurls and wails into my eyebrow. There's blood everywhere. It was was terrible. I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just got hit. 
See, our enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he could devour. We can't sugarcoat this part. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything in your life. He hates you. He hates everything about you. I know some of us have felt harassed, attacked. Maybe at the beginning of this season, maybe right now. It's, like, it's kind of like never ending and things are just, you've lost jobs, you've lost friendships. You're, you're not sure what to do. Maybe you feel the shallow, this, this distance. And it's not like you don't have fertile soil, but it's like all these rocks have been piled on top. You see, we have an enemy. His name is Satan. But you know who else we have? We have a savior. His name is Jesus. And he went to the cross to destroy the works of the devil. And even though he's not departed, he is defeated. So you know what can happen? Satan can throw his rocks but he has no power to sustain it. See, there's nothing that the enemy can do that Jesus can't crush. You have to know that. There's nothing. All we need to do is go to Jesus. He will restore what was lost. He will redeem the attack. Sometimes it takes time. I, I'll just say there was an attack 13 years ago on us financially, and I, I just started seeing the restoration this year. 13 years later. He will restore it. He will. He has way more power than the enemy. It's Jesus. See, there's an invitation. He's like, let me garden. Let me surround you by people. Let's get rid of the rocks that he's throwing at you. Jesus continues. The seed that falls into the weeds represents the hearts of those that hear the word of God but their growth is quickly choked out by their anxious cares, life busy, life's busy distractions, a divided heart. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. When's the last time you worried about something? Some of you like five minutes ago. <laughs> that bill, your health, that grade, missing out on what other people are doing. Like the weed of worry can choke off your new heart like nothing else. I know for me, <laughs> this season has been so busy, so crazy, so much going like we're, we're selling a house, we're buying a house, we're moving. Why is moving terrible? <laughs> Do you guys ever move from one house to another? Isn't it hard? My goodness, we have so many things we got to throw away. You know, Katie and I this year stepped into new roles, and it, it's great, but it's just overwhelming. There's like all these things screaming for attention, challenging priorities. I mean, we have four kids at home. It's all crazy. I mean, even our dog has anxiety issues. I mean, she is scratching all the time. Man, it's crazy. See, Jesus knows this is a reality to our life. He talks about it. He says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Present your request to God. He wants to hear them. I love this verse from 1 Peter. Listen to this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Like I've talked to some of you, I, I know. Some of you are in a very similar place. That there's, there's stress. I know families that have been divided in this season, and it's just it feels like so much stress. But see, Jesus is saying... 
that these worries are weeds and they're going to destroy your new heart. I can redeem it, he says. I can restore it. Only me. So come to me. Let me garden your heart. He finishes with as the seed that fell on the rich and fertile soil, the good, rich soil, I'll say moist soil. It's my translation. It represents the hearts of people who hear and fully embrace the message of heaven's kingdom, heaven's realm. Their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as was sown. I love how he says, hear and fully embrace. Are we putting ourselves in a place to hear? You know, I believe most of us in this room are in this place right here. Like, when you stepped foot in this church, when you started watching online, when you started to put yourself in a place that says, I want more of God, that is rich and fertile and good soil. It's rich and fertile and good. So many have given up on their faith. So many have done this. So you're putting yourselves in a place to hear. But this can't be the only place. Because he says, hear and fully embrace. Are we fully embracing? Are you owning it? It's your new heart. Own that thing. Own it. Take care of it. Steward it. You see, those who have let themselves be gardened in this season, I know many of you have. You've let Jesus in. You're actually going to start to become gardeners with Jesus. See, there is a harvest coming. There's actually a revival coming to this nation, and it's going to start in our hearts. That's right. You can clap for that. That's right. It's going to awaken this nation like never before. And what he's been doing in your heart, he actually wants to do through your heart. You'll hear us say this a lot. But what I love about this verse is it's not just one, two. It's 30. It's 60. It's 100 times more. See, he's calling the gardeners to rise up. He's calling you to rise up, to break chains of oppression. I have, I mean, the... I know there's times in history where the darkness has been great, but it feels pretty dark right now. But you know what he's calling? He's calling you to rise up, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to push back darkness. Now, this may, you see that baby nose? <laughs> push back that darkness, that's right. You know, I don't know, this, this might be your first time here. Welcome, hi. How's it going? But, did you know that you're not an audience? You're not spectators. You're an army. You're the army of God. Now, some of you love that statement. Some of you, you don't. But you were made to take back things that the enemy has stolen from people. You were made for this. That's right. She can clap for that. We're going to clap for that. You know why? Because what he does in you, he wants to do through you. He gave you a new heart so that you can harvest other new hearts, that you can bring them into the kingdom, that, that what the enemy wants to choke out and steal and kill, you can actually be part of restoring and redeeming. There's a call to let him garden. Let him garden your fresh heart. You see, when we do this, 
the fruit in our life goes way beyond what we can ask or imagine. Hmm. See, I wouldn't be able to step into this next season without a lot of gardening. Step into a season where I'm now becoming the School of Kingdom Ministry Director that I'm going to help churches all over the world understand who they are and their identity and walk in the gifts of the Spirit. I would never have been able to do that without letting him garden. See, I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, something broke open in my heart that day with my boss. Well, that story actually happened here at this church. And I had believed someone else's opinions about my leaders, several opinions, but I hadn't really gone to the source. You know, don't ever take someone else's opinion about someone. Just go to them. Decide for yourself. And what God revealed to me in that meeting was that my heart had become hard toward my leaders. And I had a choice. I didn't have to do this, but it was an invitation. So I went to my leaders and I said, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really sorry. I've hardened my heart. I, I've not wanted to receive from you. And I actually believed a bunch of lies. And as I got to know them, I realized those were all lies. They're not like that at all. And I opened myself out. See, many of you, you might need to go ask for forgiveness in that relationship. You might need to humble yourself and restore and let them in. Where's your heart? What is God doing in you that he wants to do through you? Where, where, is, he, where is he speaking to you? What, where does he need to open up? Can we, can we all just stand? Invite the worship team. Can you play a pad whenever you get a chance? That really helps it go down a little bit. I want you to put your hands on your heart again now that we've realized this is a new and a fresh heart. Jesus, we thank you for our new heart. Yeah. Thank you for this fresh heart, Lord. I thank you for the saints in this room that have said yes to you over and over. I believe there's someone in here that is going to say yes for the first time. Lord, I just say, come, open our hearts this morning even more. God, there is calling. You're calling the gardeners to rise up. God, you want to take the things that the enemy meant to steal, kill, and destroy. You, may, you want to restore. And I just sense hope rising in the room. God, we want to put faith. We want to put our faith into your promises and not into anything else. So we're just saying yes, Lord. We're saying yes again. We say yes, Lord. Just tell him yes. Yes, Lord. Say it again. Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say it again to him. Yes, Lord. God, there's a yes in our heart to whatever you want to do. It's yours. Mold us and shape us. We're saying yes again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. 
To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.